All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Joel Rosen. I am the Adrenal Fatigue Recovery Ninja, and I want to welcome you back to another edition of your Adrenal Fix. Um, today, I'm really happy to announce I have um, a special guest, Dr. Jeff Matheson. Um, Dr. Jeff has obtained his, um, his biochem degree from University of Western Ontario in Canada, and he followed up with his uh, MDCM degree, which is a doctor of medicine, which is, allows him to teach surgery from McGill University in 1991. He was a full-time uh, emergency room physician for 15 years, medical director of a Med Emerge Inc. from 1998 to 2013, founder of a CPM Medical Clinics Pain Management, which became uh, the largest uh, provider of pain management in Canada from 2005 to present, and set standards to which all clinics must be certified by the College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ontario. And Dr. Matheson has trained over 70 physicians, I'm, I'm sure that's more now, um, in the practice of pain management, um, established the headache, migraine, and pain treatment centers in Ajax, on uh, Ontario, from October 2013 uh, on, and has a new non-narcotic non approach to pain management using neuroplasticity principles. And also, Dr. Matheson is one of the founders of Pure Life Science Corp. So, Dr. Jeff, that's a great resume. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's always amazing how, when you look back over time, how much you've really done. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And you know, I met you this uh, just a couple months ago in a in a um, conference in uh, in Boca Raton, and and I was really intrigued because I talked to you after about how you're getting a lot of success with um, with a sort of non narcotic approach to to pain management. So why don't you maybe sort of tell us a little bit of the evolution of how you got there? Okay, so it, it pretty much started maybe in about 2012. Uh, I was practicing normal sort of what we call allopathic or Western style medicine. And uh, I was hitting a lot of roadblocks in my patients. So I was doing a lot of pain management, a lot of narcotic prescribing, a lot of uh, other pharmaceutical agents, but nobody really actually improved. Uh, they just seemed to want more and more and more. And, and I was introduced to a more nutritional approach to my own issues. I had arthritic wrists. I had a little back issue. I had, was a little bit more overweight. And when I went down this nutritional pathway, uh, suddenly, you know, my arthritis got, got better, my back pain got better, I lost six inches on my waist, and I felt so much better. And I said, hmm, I didn't get taught this in medical school. What's going on here? So I did a fellowship in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and um, to, to learn about this. But so mostly I was just rediscovering what I'd forgotten in my biochemistry undergraduate degree. And... And so uh, when I tried the more nutritional approach with patients, I had four patients lose 100 pounds in four months and come off 80% of their medication. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, this is way better uh, way of practicing medicine. So I walked away from a very lucrative practice to open up a more natural approach to pain management, and it's been immensely successful. Patients are so happy, and this is the best office in the world to come into. And so self, for my own satisfaction, uh, I'm doing way better. Uh, by my patients uh, it, using this more natural model approach. That's that's incredible. So your outcomes, just the eff efficacy of of your of your treatment protocols have have like what? Give me a, give me sort of a an idea on how that's improved. So uh, uh, through combination of of, of nutritional uh, tools, management tools, uh, osteopathic therapy. Uh, these different approaches, uh, I'm getting well over uh, 80 to 90% uh, effectiveness in controlling migraines, right? So it's always, 
uh, kind of heartbreaking to see people on migraine blogs and stuff, and they keep going to physicians and they keep trying all these medications and getting all the side effects and not getting any results. And you're sort of sitting on this, this method that works and you try and introduce it to them. And of course you often get dismissed because it sounds too, too simple. You know, why, how can just a bunch of supplements help that much, but it truly is effective. So I would imagine, you know, from your background and, and your, you know, in teaching and, and, and your clinic experience and just being the allopathic model, um, has there been some backlash, not just amongst your patients, but amongst your peers as well? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Well, you, you, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it depends on the situation that you're in. So if I'm at a pharma-sponsored event, uh, you try and bring up issues, they get shot down. But I've hosted actually dinners where the clinic, my clinic itself has actually been the sponsor, which means that there is no sponsor. And so doctors are free to speak. And the frustration that gets generated when doctors start talking about real outcomes with their patients is palpable. They, this, the medical system is on the verge of a big change uh, because the doctors are frustrated. They're, they want to talk about these issues, but they feel they can't in the normal uh, environment that's provided for them. But you've taken them out of that environment and let them have free range. Suddenly, the discussion just really starts get, getting, and doctors are, are now starting to get much more open to this sort of approach. So I, I, this is the wave of the future. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because I think, you know, uh, know, allopathic doctors, especially when it comes time for chronic health conditions that have more than five or six different mechanical pathways that are breaking down, um, they get a bad rap in terms of people don't, I don't think, understand the frustrations that the doctors do have, that they don't have the outcomes that they want to have. And, you know, I always say doctors don't get in, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars in debt and spend that extra time if they didn't want to help people. Um, so that's interesting that you brought that up. So there's more of a, not to go down sort of a rabbit hole, but there more is a, a political pressure to not be able to express yourself. And, and that's, re- that's a real phenomenon. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. You, 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 you can see it. And when I get, I've been to, to both, both sides and, and you see that sort of, it, no one wants to talk about the stuff when it's in a in a pharma controlled environment, but when you when you're in a wide open environment, they're much more open to talking about things. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have another interview and kind of go down that area, but I but let's save it to the sort of the the parent essential oils and transition to that. So just before we started the conversation, you and I talked about the importance of cell membranes, and you know, I tell patients that come to see me that are dealing with an adrenal fatigue issue, that it goes so much deeper than that. It goes down to the mitochondrial health. And then if you were to get nothing out of it, but just the fact that your cells aren't breathing properly, and as a result, your body decides what it's going to do with the limited amount of oxygen that it has, um, other things will fall apart, like brain fog, focus, concentration, joint pain, migraine headaches, insomnia, fatigue, and so forth. So, So I guess let's transition to that and maybe talk about um, you know, parent essential oils, what are they? And then maybe we can transition into why cell membranes are so benefited by parent essential oils. Yeah, so uh, so initially, uh, my undergraduate work, uh, <clears throat> although in biochemistry, I did subspecialized in lipid biochemistry, which at the time when I was doing that was considered a dead area of, of biochemistry. We thought we knew everything already and that, and everything was set. And, and nobody considered the importance of it. So a lot of research, as you probably know, goes down into genetics and protein biochemistry and all that sort of stuff. 
But in fact, life starts on the membrane itself. And so my realization came when I was doing my, my fellowship. I listened to a talk by uh, a guy uh, you, you met, uh, Professor Brian Peskin. And when I heard him talk about lipid biochemistry and, and membranes, I said, holy mackerel, that guy's right. You know, that's what, exactly what I learned when I was in, in undergrad. And so when I got a hold of uh, when I when I had got a discussing with them about it, we de decided to start up uh, uh, our, our company and try try and market uh, what he was saying. And uh, what's really important about about lipids is that our cell membranes, which are, which encapsulate every cell and every organelle of our body, are made up of these essential fatty acids that have to come from the diet. And one of the biggest problems we have in the world today is that we're processing our food. All right. So, and this is really interesting. And I don't know how Brian found this one article, but only one article's ever looked at um, the oxygen transportation capabilities of omega-6, which is the linoleic acid. But its oxygen association curve is almost exactly the same as hemoglobin, which makes perfect sense because... Uh, and I don't want to get too technical, but hemoglobin, of course, is the protein that carries oxygen through your red blood cells into your body and distributes it. But the, the traditional science view was that hemoglobin, the oxygen just gets pulled off and just diffuses in the cell and it, and it just goes to where it's supposed to go magically, which doesn't make any sense because you can't have something as potent as oxygen floating around a cell or, it'll oxygenate, uh, or uh, oxidize anything it touches. So it turns out that the, the membrane itself is the carrier, and it takes it from the hemoglobin, transports it to the mitochondria, and every reaction uh, uh, in the mitochondria takes place on that cell membrane. So it turns out that having undenatured, pure, healthy omega-6 is really important for mitochondrial function. And this is my, my experience. If anyone's been on the product, one of the first things they notice is their energy level goes up. And, or if, work, if they work out, I get this all the time. People come back and say, my cardiovascular fitness went up by 30% in two weeks. And it's all because of better and more efficient oxygen delivery and better efficiency of the mitochondrial processes. So that's how important it is. And that's why it works so well and so fast. And, 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 and so I don't get bogged down too much in the pathways because 99% of the fats we ingest uh, when it comes to omega-6 and omega-3, uh, the uh, alpha-linolenic acid, stay in their native state they don't don't go into the pathways so it's the it's the membrane itself which is important it's the structure and the function you you support the you support the forest and the, and the individual trees will do fine you know it's, a, it's sort of like it was that big picture aha moment where you said yes yeah of course you make membranes healthier everything else works better and, and so that's the principle we, we, we've gone down and, and it's been a fantastic ride no, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, there's a couple myths in there. Number one, it, it's not understanding the importance of the cell membrane for, for, the, for the function, obviously the structure. Um, but the other myth is, uh, you know, especially with you, as you mentioned and alluded to, um, you have highly heated and highly treated and highly rancid and, and oxidized and non-organic um, and, and, you know, pesticide-ridden oils 
Um, but also when you have these, uh, you know, hydrogenated oils, um, they, they have a high six to three ratio. And you always hear on anti-inflammatory diets, you want to make sure you have a low three to six ratio um, or six to three ratio. Um, but really what you're saying is um, the membranes are, are mostly made up of uh, omega-6 oils, parent oils. So, so explain that because, you know, well, if I'm the lay person, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, why am I trying to have, you know, a diet that's, you know, a low ratio where I don't have a lot of six to three. So sort of explain that to us. Uh, so the, the whole ratio uh, uh, argument, I, I've actually never been able to determine where that came from. There's no scientific study that I've ever seen that says the ratio should be X. Uh, and if you look at the food around us, the, the ratios of omega-6 to omega-3 naturally fall in sort of, you know, 10 to 11 to 1, right? And, and so uh, uh, the fact that we were always considered ourselves short of omega-3, the argument never made any sense. And if you look at the actual cell membrane, you know, 33% of that cell membrane is made up of omega-6, all right? Uh, only about uh, anywhere, depending on what the cell's doing, anywhere from, you know, 3% to 10% gets made up of the omega-3. Um, the rest is saturated fats and protein, right? And so, and so uh, if the cell membrane is mostly omega-6, our diet by default should be made up of mostly omega-6. So um, I think, I mean, I'm not sure why, why the, the, this ratio became so important to people, but the reason that... Um, omega-6 is so important because when you talk about partially hydrogenated oils, the reason that they get partially that, that the companies partially hydrogenate them is to make them not rot, right? And when something rots, what it means it's being oxidized. So if something can't rot, it can't absorb oxygen. Well, if the major job of a cell membrane is to transport oxygen through, if you start putting rotting, uh, rotted uh, omega-6 in there, you're actually putting uh, like a plastic, you're putting like a, a barrier to oxygen going through, so that, of course, will lead to decreased oxygen efficiency, decreased mitochondrial function, increased inflammation, increased fatigue, brain fog. You know, it explains sort of everything. And, and, uh, and so that's why it's so important for us to have fresh, unadulterated omega-6 in our diet, which you cannot get from going to a fast food joint. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. No, it sounds like a, a marketing ploy to say, instead of don't take this product, just make sure you lower your intake and get yeah. more of the, you know, get more of the uh, omega threes, which is a good transition in terms of number one. So just sort of summarizing the cell membrane, which is, you know, the most important um, structure for helping the cell breathe properly. And when the cell is breathing properly, ultimately it's producing ATP. And when you're producing ATP, you're making more income in your body to be able to buy, you know, energy sources from detoxing to repair to hormone production, to skin, teeth, nail, hair, bones, um, uh, neurotrans, everything, pretty much everything. So, you know, when, and when people ask me, what does the, what do PEOs do? I, I, it's hard to answer that question because it does everything. Because everybody's, we've grown up in this environment in North America, for, for certainly, where we think that one pill does one thing, right? But that does that innately makes no sense at all because if you take something orally it goes to every cell in your body right so it has to do multiple things i mean everybody says oh well you have a headache take a tylenol and and they're going yeah but what else is that tylenol doing 
right. liver damage. It's causing you know, all these other issues. It can cause renal impairment. Like these are the things that people don't think about. But they just think, oh, it's for my headache. But yeah, okay. But you have lots of other things going on over there, as well. Yeah. As it's very, it's very reductionistic. So to, so to just to explain the PEO. So what you know, parents' essential oils, and that's oh. also so. So you know, you sort of mentioned it a little bit, just so our li- listeners understand. So what do you mean by that? What's a, what is a PEO? So um, it, in in the terminology, uh, standard biochemical terminology. The PEOs are actually essential fatty acids. And essential means has to come from diet. We cannot make them. There are only two of them, and that's linoleic acid and alpha linolenic acid. Those are the omega-6 and the omega-3 that we cannot make. Everything else in, in that we need, we can make from those two fatty acids. So that's why they're called essential. The problem is that the word essential has been co-opted by uh, fish oil companies and they've re- now referred to EPA and DHA, which hopefully everybody's heard of, uh, as essential when they're not, they're derivatives. So the parent essential oil uh, was coined by Professor Peskin uh, to try and make that distinction between what are truly essential fatty acids and what is now considered essential fatty acids in our uh, diluted science that has happened uh, over the last 20, 30 years. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's, that's the basic definition. So when I, when I refer to PEOs, I really mean the essential fatty acids that you need from your diet. You cannot get them any other way. Correct. Okay. So, and so transitioning to how these companies have now said that fish oils are uh, essential fatty acids. Um, and ultimately in that book, the PEO solution that Dr. Peskin has written that I'm on my second go around on because it's just fascinating because I'm guilty of it as well, you know, and it was sort of like, uh, I always liken the analogy, it was like fire for a caveman, you know, I was like, I can't believe like I was guilty of being the guy that was recommending fish oils. And, and, and to a certain extent, you see some improvements on people that are devoid of their uh, or deficient of their parent essential oils, they're ultimately going to do better on the derivative because if you don't have the original to make a derivative, if you take a derivative, you're going to feel better. But what has now re- the research shown on that, which I think is fascinating um, in terms of what we were just talking about before we got on here, um, in terms of what fish oils are and what they do and how it's a, mis- you know, a misconception that they're actually essential. Yeah, so um, uh, there was this uh, belief that, um, that, that fish oils were becoming, were essential because so many of the pof- human population had a defect in their uh, enzyme pathway that allowed the essential fats to be converted into the derivatives. And that basically the delta-5 and delta-60 saturates. We don't have to get too, too crazy into the, the biochemistry, but there was this assumption out there that, the, that was, there was a defect there was a, a faulty mechanism in, in, in many humans, which turns out not to be true. Um, some populations do have lazy delta-6 and delta-5 desaturases, but they're all functional. And what, uh, what, what, what Dr. Professor Preston was able to show, and he found the studies done by the FDA, um, was that this, the actual rate of conversion is not important because it's a steady state reaction. But if you're grossly deficient in your intake of essential fatty acids, you're going to be deficient in the derivatives. So when you start taking the derivatives, you will feel a difference, but the difference doesn't last long, right? 
you, because you don't need a whole bunch of it. Uh, as, as, as Professor Preskin pointed out, at maximum, you need about seven milligrams a day of these longer chain derivatives. And yet the dosing is anywhere from 500 milligrams to three grams, which is a, a multiple time overdose of this stuff. So it's not, so eventually you're going to get to a state where the hot tire system is going to get clogged up with derivatives and you end up losing the effectiveness you initially felt, and then you start causing harm. And in fact, the, uh, there was a study uh, released just a few months ago on cardiac uh, mitochondria showing that very effect, that the ones that got exposed to EPA and DHA, uh, their mitochondria are actually less functional. And when you expose them back to the proper omega-6, they actually got more functional. And then the Cochrane Review just came out last week where they did a review of 25 different fish oil studies on cardiac health, and they found that it didn't make any difference. So long-term, it doesn't work. You may feel a benefit short-term because you're so deficient, you need something, but longer-term, it didn't work. So, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but I mean, so how do, how do they, why do they keep saying that fish oils are essential and that, uh, you know, that the, and doctors too, are, refuse to accept that it's 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 a it's a derivative you're getting them at super you know super physiological dosages and ultimately studies and research don't only just show that it's not effective that it actually can increase the insulin resistance and make more dysglycemic patterns and ultimately cause the cell membrane to not breathe at, at optimal levels so why do, why does it continue well we uh, we we live in a society that's uh, we we are is less about science and more of a belief system, and uh, and 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 some people have been ingrained in this so long that they even when the evidence is clearly against them that they'll dig you know they'll dig their heels in cheaper. Of course, is that famous saying you know science uh, changes one funeral at a time, right? right. <laughs> some, some people just won't. No matter how much science you throw at them, they won't they won't believe it. Uh, and of course, the fish industry, the fish oil industry. Of course, has a has a uh, uh, a role to play because they they don't want to admit their product is is causing issues and it's a you know a multi billion dollar industry, uh, so they're going to do anything they can to sort of obfuscate the truth or try and prove their point or say maybe they're not so bad or some, something like that because the fish oil fish oil solves an in, solves a problem that the fish oil in, or fish industry had for years, and and I remember when I was a kid. Um, the, the trawlers that used, because I was born on the East Coast, the trawlers that had caught the fish would always have a huge amount of seagulls trailing behind them because they would, they would clean the fish and the liver and, and kidneys and all that sort of stuff would be immediately tossed overboard because they, they were heavy in these very unstable oils, so they'd go rancid very quickly. So you had to clean the fish before you would freeze them, right? And... Then, so, then fish oil was, there was a very flawed study done in 1976 on the Greenland Inuit. They made some assumptions that were wrong. And, and suddenly they said, well, fish oil is good for you. And they said, well, we don't have to throw out these livers. Why don't we just throw them in barrels and we'll extract the, the oil out of them. We'll sell that as a health product, right? Gave them an extra revenue stream and stuff. And so, so this industry was born based on a really flawed study that was actually totally uh, dismantled in, I think, 2013 there was a, uh, a review in the Canadian Medical Journal about that original study showing that it was totally flawed and the assumptions were totally wrong. And, um, but unfortunately, now you have this juggernaut of an industry behind it. And to make, it's almost like you're standing there saying, uh, the freight train's coming at you and I'm standing there going, hey, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> right. right, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's going to take a long time to, to change people's opinions. So uh, 
there was a great study done showing in medicine when something new comes into medicine on average it takes about 17 years to actually infiltrate the whole hierarchy and and so i think this is what we're at we're we're, we're we've been fighting our battle now for about four years five years we're starting to get some traction now but i think we may have another 12 years to go before before fish rolls yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a good analogy. And, you know, Dr. Peskin's book is called PEO Solution. And uh, he does get into, as you know, the science and the pseudoscience. And if something is ever, you know, shown to be wrong, you know, case closed it, or doesn't work, that should be it. That should, there shouldn't be anything else on it. But then there's more and more research pumped into it to show faulty conclusions. And then a whole industry is born, like you said. Yeah. Um, but the thing that resonated with me at the conference was, you know, these fish are cold water fish and basically it's antifreeze. You know, we're not cold water fish. We have a, a core body temperature of 98 degrees or give or take. And, you know, ultimately, so what happens there? Give us a little bio, biochemistry or what happens there. So, so the, the, two, the two oils we're talking about are, are DHA and EPA. They're longer chain fatty acids. They're 20 and 22 carbons long. Uh, then there's something between carbons called double bonds. I don't get to that, but double bonds. Uh, so a, a long chain fat that has only single bonds is what's called a saturated fat. When you add a double bond, it's called a desaturated fat. And the more double bonds you have in that chain, the more unstable and liquid the molecule is. So if you understand fish living at zero degree centigrade or near that at all times, they can't become a block of ice. So there's two ways of making sure that they don't become a block of ice. One is they could drink lots of alcohol, which they fish obviously don't. Uh, or the other thing they can do is have How a, do they say they drink like a fish then? Well, that's right. <laughs> it's a good question. Anyways, yeah, so go ahead. So didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> uh, but the other way is to make sure there's enough of these long chain polyunsaturated fats in your cells so that your cells don't become frozen at low temperatures. Problem is when you raise the temperature, those unsaturated fats become more and more unstable and they oxidize quickly. And so at room temperature, these fats oxidize at about 300 to 450 times more quicker than the, uh, uh, the unsaturated fats from plants. All right, that's how more unstable they are. So now you put that in your body and you, you increase the temperature even more, you make that even more prominent. So anybody who's taken fish oil has probably had those fishy burps, right? That's right. rinsed oil, right? If you walk into a fish market, you, you smell fish. That's, that's rancidity. That's what that is. That's what our noise is, nose is detecting. And then when it gets too rancid, of course, it's really foul. And, our, and, and of course, our nose is telling us you can't eat that because it's already it's rotting. It's bad for you. But those fishy burps, is those, those, that's the polyunsaturated fatty acids or long-chain fatty acids breaking, you know, oxidizing in your in your stomach immediately and of course your body says i can't can't have that around but it tries to get rid of it right, right. And, and in biochemistry it's called peroxidation right where you have um, all of these membranes that are basically little atom bombs that are blowing up that don't have anywhere to mount um, oxygen to breathe let alone neurotransmitters and hormones and I, I use the analogy like it's like a chimney that has uh, closed uh, ventilation and there's nothing getting into or out of the house and it becomes more toxic um, yeah 
Yeah, the other thing I was going to mention too is, um, you know, so if I'm the doubting Thomas and I say, well, I've taken fish oils for years and I even done research and, you know, heard that DHA, because a lot of patients will say to me, well, DHA is so important for brain health. I mean, I think what Brian talks about in his book is that there's never really been a good controlled study that shows that this person is deficient in the parent oils first. And if they were, you know, if they tested and controlled for that, you would see that they would have actually more statistically significant improvements for those that tested devoid of the parent oils and you give them the parent oils and let the body figure out what it wants to do with the derivative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, if, 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 if someone is taking fish oil and they believe it works, have them look at their own skin and look for age spots, right? People think the age spots are natural as we get older. They're actually not, not that, as common and they're that's basically oxidized fat you're looking at if you're taking lots of fish oil you probably will notice you're going to get a lot more of these age spots on your skin and that's the skin trying to cope with with stuff that it doesn't normally have in it so so it's very interesting because the skin is almost 100 percent omega-6 it has virtually no omega-3 in it um, and it makes sense uh, because it, it it does a polymerase reaction so it makes the barrier because it has to keep moisture in right? it, any, and, and so it's same with your arteries and same with uh, your blood brain barriers, same with your gut. I mean, all these are, 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 are barriers and, and they're almost all made of omega-6. And so, so you know, uh, anyone who thinks the fish oil is working and they're taking it personally, uh, look at their own skin. And, and if they see age spots, that, that, that's a sign of, of a problem. Right. Well, you know, it, it, it takes some humbling, you know, especially as a provider that used to give the advice of uh, taking the fish oils. Um, so, but back to full circle to your clinic and your, your you know, seeing it in, in action in real life, especially for the pain management and the migraines, because we get a lot of people that have a lot of inflammation. And for the same reason, those, those desaturase enzymes wouldn't really convert into the derivatives is the same reason you need the, the oils in the first place for the inflammation control. So tell us a little bit about what you've been seeing in clinical practice, Jeff, with, um, you know, these parent oils and, and the impact that it has on, on the people that you see with ma major pain syndromes. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I, so uh, uh, I put my patients on a sort of a supplement regime, but of course the base of everything is, is uh, the, uh, the, 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 the pure uh, omegas right so they're the, the vegetable based omegas the essential fatty acids of all the things i put patients on that's the one they like the most they get immediate results from it inflammation settles down pain levels settle down like arthritis settles down uh headache uh intensity settles down their sleep is better skin hair nails i mean i get all these various reports of all these things happening but uh it's interesting because <laughs> My patients will come to them and say, you've made me an addict. I can't get off this. this <laughs> I feel so much better on it. And, right. uh, uh, but at cardiovascular health, anybody who works out cardiovascular health through the roof, I, I have a great story. We had a, uh, a, 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 a client who um, he gets a, one of those executive physicals every year, right? You know, the, uh, uh, you, pay, you pay a, so we have public health care in Canada. So, he, so when he, when someone pays to have a physical done, that's an unusual thing in Canada. It means that you're from the, you're paying a lot of money for that. And so he gets it every done every year at the same place for seven years in a row. And he went in this past year after having only been on the uh, essential oils for three and a half weeks. And it's the only thing he made the change in the last, in the past year 
the physician who did the physical called him at home and says, I don't know what you're doing, but I've never seen someone improve their cardiovascular health in such a, in such a short period of time. And she was talking about a year, not three weeks. Our bodies are, are starving for this stuff. And that's why it works so fast. So, so this is what I see in my practice. People get on it. They feel the difference fast and, and they, they feel better. They just have a better sense of well-being. But I mean, clinically, I, I don't know if I could function without it. Then. it it's such a basic, basic part of what I do. And I do some other uh, control things. I do some procedural things to control migraines. I use a lot of uh, botulinum toxin and stuff to, to, as, a, you know, as, a, as a management tool. But the basic, basic principle, get people healthy, a lot of these things will settle down. No, it's really great stuff. So, so tell us a little bit. So you um, founded the, or part of the founder of the Pure Life Science. So what, what makes it unique in terms of, I mean, it's plant-based. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, it's always nice. I, I've done some in, um, uh, marketing uh, background and I remember they, they revamped the whole Schlitz um, campaign because they explained the process of cold brewing and how you know painstakingly you know but let's you know t- let's tell us a little bit about what actually goes into that because I'm really curious to know yeah so uh, the, the pure form omega is a, a two and a half to one uh, omega-6 or little like acid uh, to uh, uh, omega-3 or alpha linolenic acid with some GLA or gamma linolenic acid in there as well it's a it's a all organic cold pressed process, uh, uh, and the combination is evening primrose oil, flaxseed oil, hyaluronic sunflower oil, pumpkin seed oil, and coconut oil. But the key to it is when it's when it's pressed, it's pressed in not only is it cold pressed, but it's pressed under a blanket of nitrogen. So there's no oxygen in the physically in the room to cause any oxidation of these fats. So they're pristine shape. And then if you look at the, uh, I should grab one here for you so that people can see. I chew them, Jeff, just so you know, I chew them. Yeah, they're clean, right? And this is what they look like, right? Right. There's a bubble in them. And that bubble is nitrogen. That means there's no antioxidants, no preservatives in here. This is like eating the raw product itself, which is impressive for most people. And therefore, you're getting all the benefits of uh, the the raw uh, organic uh, oils uh, with zero processing, like no modifications to it at all. And that's, it's, it's like you're going back to caveman times when you would actually pick and eat something straight away. You didn't, you know, it, there's no storage, nothing like that. You just picked and you ate it off the ground. And that's the healthiest way to do it because it, it's the way mother, it's the way nature intended it. Right. That, so um, uh, uh, this is why, uh, uh, people feel so good on it. It's it's going back to something that we used to do as a species, you know, thousands of years ago. And 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 you know, we humans are really remarkable animals. We're the we can we can walk farther than any other animal on Earth, right? We use less energy in our walking than any other animal on Earth. That's why we we're able to spread throughout the entire world in such a short amount of time. We're very efficient, but uh, I would doubt in half or sixty percent of Americans could walk more than a few blocks right now because they're so impaired right yeah so. yeah i mean i combine that with you know the the increased demand to repair your cell membranes because of just the environmental component you know and we we talked a little bit about you know one of the things that i do a lot of is the genetic component where we look to see people have heard about mthfr and some of these you know ancestry sites that 
look to um, explain what some of your biochemistry is and what your susceptibilities are. Um, and, and 70 to 80 percent of, of your energy production in the methylation pathways is going towards repairing your cell membranes. So it tells you how important your body felt it was to repair your cell membranes and getting a junk oil on top of it just makes it worse. Um, oh. But what I was going to say is um, the epigenetic component now is just the, the, the chemicals and the industrial revolution and the pesticides and the sprays and the um, everything else in between makes it that much important to make sure you're, you're, you are repairing your cell membranes. Oh, it's incredibly important um, because, because nothing can function without a functioning cell membrane. It just, it just can't. And, uh, and, and there's some really, uh, there was a really interesting um, uh, uh, paper uh, where they, uh, they, they took away, they, they took out the mitochondria in the cell and see what happened to the cell. And of course, they assumed the cell would just die, but it didn't. It just kept growing and growing and growing. But basically, they invented a yeast is what they had done. But, right. but it goes to show you that when we're talking about cancer, cancer is a cell that will not stop dividing, right? So it's an impaired cell. So uh, people are always thinking that, that, that you know, uh, uh, Cancer is, um, is some sort of genetic issue, but in fact, it's a, it's a, it's a cell that is a stupid cell. It has, has, the genetics doesn't work because the genetics, uh, uh, if you look at the, and this just came out too, the breast, there's a breast cancer study looking at the genetics of breast cancer, and they found there was 20,000 mutations in breast cancer. Well, the mutations didn't cause the breast cancer. The cancer caused the mutations. It's a cell, it's a cell where the nucleus doesn't have enough energy so the whole genetic components fall apart. And now the cell doesn't know when to stop dividing. It's a stupid cell, right? And so, yeah, you're right. You know, these, all these, these, these keeping cells healthy all has to do with cell membrane. The, 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 the cell wouldn't expend such a great amount of energy to maintain healthy cells if it wasn't so important. And, and you're right, mm -hmm. all the genetic things, is, it, we, we, it's, it's really interesting. If we are eating a really, really good, uh, uh, rich diet. Um, uh, none of these genetic abnormalities would probably show up, but because we're so close to the edge now, uh, uh, ener energetically, uh, because of the, the the crap that's in our environment, all these genetic issues now are coming out all over the place, and you see it all the time, right? Yeah, and no, absolutely. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Sorry to interrupt you. Was was that the same study that? Um, that they compared whether you took away the membrane or you took away the mitochondria and the mitochondria, um, the cell continues to divide, but the membrane, the cell dies. I, was that the same thing? Because I've said that a lot to patients too. Yeah, they're, 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 uh, that, this particular study was kind of interesting because of the conclusion that the researchers made, which is, which is you'll find this fascinating. So they, their conclusion was if you remove the mitochondria, you have a cell that lives forever. Therefore, we've now discovered how to make people live longer. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Perfect. They didn't, they didn't sort of clue in that they had just, you know, invented cancer. You know, sort of, you know, right. it's kind of a weird mindset. That, this is just going to show you the, the, the mindset of the, 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 the scientific community out there and how kind of, uh, you know, uh, out of touch sometimes they are with natural principles of, 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 of things. And so... Uh, but that, that was that particular study. They didn't actually look at the, because when you, you know, if you remove a cell membrane from a cell, it, it, it dies instantly. That's just, it just, 
it can't live at all. There's nothing containing it. It will just fall apart. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it was a fascinating, I, I just, I just laughed at the conclusion because they completely missed the point of what they just said. Yeah, no, they do a lot of the time. So, and it's almost frustrating, you know, to read and, and see why are they not sort of using common sense to why they're studying this in the first place, you know? So, so as far as, um, the listeners go and uh, what we'll do is we'll make a link available um, for them to try the try the pure form and give them a special discount for that and you told me we would be able to do that so I'll make sure we haven't created it yet I'll make sure we, we do that and they can try it so you have on the bottle though um, different dosing strategies for different weights so just explain that a little bit I mean not not verbatim but how, yeah, so, how that works so on the bottle itself there is a chart of, of dose by weight. Um, the simple rule of thumb that I, I use with my patients, because most of my patients have infl inflammation issues anyways, they're not, you know, they don't come in as strict raw vegans, you know, they, they come in having all the issues of modern society. So uh, when you're actually inflamed, I always like to keep the dosing on the higher end. So I use uh, a, a rule of one capsule per 30 pounds body weight, at least initially. If you're terribly inflamed, you can double that. And you can actually safely triple the dose if you've got if you've got some sort of you know stage three or four cancer or something like that, and you're really really sick. You need to get control fast. You can do that for a short period of time, but this uh, this because these are essential fats that we need for our diet anyways. It's extremely safe. There's really no overdosing when your body is actually made of it, right? And the body is very efficient at getting rid of any extra if it doesn't need it. Um, uh, but don't be afraid. You have to take enough of it. So I always start at one capsule per 30 pounds body weight. So if you're 150 pounds, that's five capsules a day. 180 pounds, that's six capsules a day. Um, but you do that for, for the first few months, you will definitely notice a difference. Everybody does. Uh, it's really quite intriguing because we track our reorder rate on people who order the product initially. And the reorder rate's 97%. So <laughs> we must be doing something. Yeah, I tell you. But they could go just to go over that again. If they're in a bout of inflammation or you know terrible migraine headaches or joint pains or inflammatory arthritis or so forth, they can go as much as um, for that 150 pound person. They can go as much as 10 to 15 if they wanted to. Yeah, over the short period, there's no harm in it, and and you'll notice an effect faster because you're you're if you're really that inflamed, you're really starved of these things. Your body's telling you. I need this. It's it's reaching out, saying help, help. That's why all these inflammatory factors are being let off. All the cells all over the place are just firing off, saying, "Give me something. I can't tolerate this any longer." Right, right. And you know what? We just got to be better listeners, right? Because we stop listening to what the messages that our body's telling us, and we block the action of you know. Just like I say, like at the at the cellular level, we've lost our ears when our membrane is breaking down. And then at the system level, when marriages break down, we don't communicate either. I mean, it all, all good relationships are predicated on good communication, right? I believe it. Oh, yes. Yeah. And intercellular communication via, via hormones and inflammatory factors and things like that. I mean, and, and as you, you know, you see those problems all the time. And, and, and I see it as well. I mean, I always test for hormonal issues and stuff. And, and I get people that are low thyroid and, and vitamin D in the, I mean, vitamin D levels are horribly low in this, in our country, for sure. Um, right. Even in and, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, Florida, yeah, that's insane. Right. I mean, the Florida should never have low vitamin D, but you see it yeah. all, 
and that's and those are all just, just they're all hormones that are that are uh, in trouble because you know like now you're losing communication because you're so inflamed right and and uh yeah the, you've got to fix you've got to fix the cell membrane before you can fix anything else uh, you think what do you think medical school curriculums will change around the importance of cell membranes or what do you think on that um, they're trying they're they're introducing more nutritional courses unfortunately they're based on sort of the american heart association recommendations so they're still poo-pooing fatty acids and they're still poo-pooing saturated fats and all these stuff which go against basic human physiology i i don't understand how anyone can read a cell biology book and not come out saying oh yeah we should be eating lots of these things because this is what it's made of but it's, that's actually what happens. And we're relying on all these very flawed epidemiological studies. And, and, and there was just a, a big uh, criticism of them by uh, Ionis at uh, Stanford. Um, he said, you, you basically 90% or even higher of these, these, these epidemiological studies that we're doing are absolute junk. We can't rely on them at all, right? And it's actually funny. There's, a, there's the standard dietary questionnaire that they use for these studies. It's, it's so antiquated that you're supposed to estimate the number of cups of ribs you eat a month. I don't know how to quantify a cup of ribs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Was there ever a way to quantify it? <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. I was just, I just, I just saw yeah. this, this parody of it and, and cause that form was developed in the, like in the sixties or something. And I said, how many cups, how many ribs are in a cup? <laughs> yeah. Maybe two, depending if you break them in half. Yeah. yeah. So when you're when you're looking at studies based on kind of data like this, you realize that these studies are useless. Right? Yeah. Anyway, it, it's amazing. You know how what they always say is common sense is not so common, right? I mean that's. But hey, listen, I I appreciate this time that you spent with me. You know, I I we, I I reached out to you a while ago, and honestly, I did need to feel like I needed to read the book first before we had the interview. So I appreciate the time you spent with us, Jeff, and I'll make sure I make a. Oh yeah, another link to be able to ask you any questions. Um, you know, because you're a wealth of information. What would they? Where would they go for that? They can go to info. It's info at pureformomega.com. All one word. Uh, okay. Do you have to attention Jeff at all or just info at pureformomega or anything else? I, that comes directly to me and I answer all questions personally. Okay, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. Um, I'd love to get down to another interview and really go down the, the other rabbit hole of the politics of everything, but maybe for some other time. And um, I really appreciate your time and, and, I, and thanks for sharing the information for me with our listeners today. And uh, I wish you a, a wonderful rest of your uh, summer. Thanks for tuning into today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested to see if you're a good fit to work with our Adrenal Awakening program, here's what to do next. Head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply and book an appointment to speak to our team. Here's how it works. We'll get on the phone for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, where exactly do you want to be with your health and where are you now? Number two, what are the genetic components that haven't been discovered that are impacting your health? And number three, what are the environmental triggers that may be overlapping with these genetic components keeping you from getting optimal health? Remember, getting your energy back just won't happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make that happen. 
We've helped clients all over the world transform their lives, quadruple their energy, and fix their metabolism, and make the world a better place. To see if you can do the same thing, head to adrenalfatiguesociety.com forward slash apply. I'm Dr. Richard Joel Rosen, and we'll talk to you soon.